yeah, I guess it is afternoon, one thirty. Yeah, I about I about said Monday morning. Oh or, gosh. Uh, good morning, not Monday morning. <laughs> oh man. So how are you doing? How today? you doing? I'm doing I'm good, good dude. man. I'm dodging raindrops right now, man. Dodging raindrops. Yeah, I uh, I got lightning out my door. It's getting pretty nasty outside, isn't it? Yeah, we're hauling some dirt right now for all of our listeners. Uh, hauling some dirt, trying to dodge raindrops. Yeah, for those who are listening and don't know Ricky, he's a, uh, I guess you can say a retired pastor. Is that what you want to say? And then a truck driver. How do you want? How do you want to explain yourself? <laughs> well, I'm still trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Aren't we all? You know, if you talk to if you talk to Pastor David, he says I'm still a pastor. Yeah. So I um, agree. I agree with that. But, but yeah, I'm still I'm still rolling, rolling in the deep, baby, rolling in the deep. I'm not talking about Dale either. I'm talking about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, well, let's dive in if you're ready, brother. Yeah, let's go for it. All right, I'll uh, I'll start us off with prayer again. All right, Jesus, we just thank you for we thank you for all that you do, and uh, we're just extremely grateful for um, just the time that you give us, Father. The time that you um, ha- continually speak to us and reveal yourself to us, and I pray that. Uh, this intentional time is just another time that um, you reveal yourself to others and to us as we speak. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. (laughs) Can you hear, can you hear Kim singing in the background? No, I can't hear. Okay. (laughs) I told her I was going to be talking to you, but I guess she forgot when she was rocking sweetie. So, um, it's all good. So we had a good discussion, man, uh, from Wednesday night. Hey, man, one second, one second. There's a funeral going by, and I just want to pay my respects and uh, sure. get out of the truck here to say a prayer for the family. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Heavenly Father, it. right now, yeah. I just uh, lift up this family who uh, lost a loved one and just pray that you give them peace this time and uh, that... Uh, you would trade their mourning for joy and that uh again lord just just lift them up to you and just ask for your blessing in jesus name amen 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 you're praying and kim's worship in the background <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good good stuff man um yeah yeah i don't even know where to start today man i uh let's see i have in the show notes to talk about some things so let's we'll start there and then and then we'll, we'll go to uh, the wednesday night conversation from there so <clears throat> the scripture i have is galatians 6 2 and um i think i wrote this last week and carry and it says carry one another's burdens in this way you will fulfill the law of christ yeah. Yeah. Can you do you, do you uh, have your Bible handy where you could give me you know verse one and maybe give me a give me a little sandwich there? Of course. Just so I can just uh, have a little refresher of uh, what he's talking about. All right. So Galatians six. Yeah. 
chapter six. Oh, I went to chapter one. Hold on. All right, chapter six and verse one. So, yeah, how far do you want to go? Uh, just start on verse one, and then we'll. I'll, I'll see if I can't pick up where he's going. I know what chapter five is saying, but I need a refresher on one. Yeah. So it says, brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves so that you also won't be tempted and then it goes into verse two carry one another's burdens in this way you will fulfill the law of christ verse three for if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing he deceives himself let each person go more yeah keep going let each person yeah, verse 4 says, let each person examine his own work, and then he can take pride in himself alone and not compare himself with someone else. Okay. Okay. Verse 5, uh, yeah. verse five says, for each person will have to carry his own load. Okay. So go back to verse 2 and read it one more time for me now. Yeah, man. So carry one another's burdens in this way you will fulfill the law of christ okay right on right on what you got cooking well it's this is i haven't actually looked at what i wrote last week so i'm kind of like looking at it fresh today <laughs> so okay. uh, the question that i wrote um let's see why is why is praying to jesus specifically changing my life and what i said to that is the person of jesus always has a response when i was praying to god i'd imagine what he would say to me based on who i understood his character to be like but when i pray to jesus i remember his responses in the bible to each and every heart as i am praying to jesus he responds i hear his words in the bible three times now uh, since i've gone to him in this way Okay. So that was something I, I don't know if it ties into Galatians, but that was something I mentioned. And yeah, what? Wrote down. And what was your question again? What was the question that you wrote down? Why is praying to Jesus specifically changing my life instead of just you know how people will pray to God or yeah. Heavenly Father or Lord? Okay, I just. Uh... There's a couple things that come to mind when you bring that up. And one, it's coming back to uh, encountering Jesus. You know, pr prayer is encountering Jesus versus uh, us praying a list of needs mm. or desires. But what what truly changes us is encountering the person Jesus, the Holy That's Spirit. Good. And, and to me, that makes it deeper than him just answering a, mm. a prayer or, or giving us a need because yeah. there's always going to be needs in our life. You know, how we view it, there's going to be wants and needs. Um, but encountering the person Jesus leads to transformation. And uh, that's what captures a, you know, a man or woman's heart is, is that encountering him with a humble heart, a humble and contrite heart. And uh, uh, so it makes me think of that. And then 
encountering Jesus and as far as like looking at it from that perspective like encountering him transforms our lives and what it, it and that verse you read is that it makes it it helps us become selfless as Jesus was selfless and gave himself mm. so we're able to carry one another's burdens and rather than that rather than looking at a person as a burden we're compelled to be selfless and carry stuff along with them yeah that's good uh, is, is kind of where what I hear in that and what I'm what I'd hope to live out you know the more that I encounter him the more selfless I become the more of an imitator of Christ I become the more of an ambassador of Christ I become the more of a son I become you know all those things that he says we are and that we can become through that encounter so that leads me to another question is like okay well from that man it, I can definitely understand like it, it's this encounter that I'm experiencing with Jesus in my prayer time that is changing me versus like me just going to him with a list of needs because it did it's it, it feels different not that it's about a feeling but it just like the core of me felt like it was a cleansing that happened that's happening if that makes sense and yeah not to make this like too crazy sounding uh 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 blah, 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 blah. i'm trying to think here <laughs> um sorry I, i'm trying to make this like you know as plain as possible and, and not inappropriate and it's and it's not inappropriate but it's kind of like Oh going yeah, to yeah. Jesus with yeah. A, going to Jesus with just like a need or like this is what I want kind of thing is kind of like going to your wife and saying, "Hey, I want sex now." Okay. I don't want to be intimate and close with you. I just want sex to fulfill my need. Okay. But when we go to Jesus to encounter Him and have that deep spiritual intimacy with Him, it's kind of like you know what? It, you're approaching. You're it's in the same way you approach your wife with. Hey, I want to connect with you, not yeah. just on a spiritual level, but on an emotional level and a physical level, not for my own wants or needs, but because mm. I desire to have this depth of relationship with you. Mm. That's well put. Um, and, and so like, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, we don't want to go to Jesus, uh, uh, it's kind of like we just don't want to go to Jesus just to fill a hole in our life you know what I'm saying like I have this need yeah. and uh, yeah whoa but like what I want to do is I want to encounter Jesus and I want to spend time with him because he wants to spend time with me and in turn there's a transformation much like the difference between just having sex for your own you know just for your own benefit and, and right. no benefit of your of your spouse it's like you it, it changes the the connection uh I, I don't know why i use sex as an example but like to me like that's the closest you can like sex prayer you know that's the closest you can become with your spouse in our case our wife uh and so it's like thank jesus it's like there's a depth there in that relationship that we can have that isn't because uh, everything else is a perversion of it, right? Yeah. So uh, if we're just trying to fulfill our own desires, you know, physical desires, 
by having sex, then then it's a perversion of love mm. versus uh, versus it being a, a genuine or a pure love. That was the word you said that, that made me think of it as pure. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking earlier, it's like we want that purity yeah. and that flow with mm-hmm. Christ as well. And uh, man, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Man, I'm gonna have, let's pause this. I have to call you right back. I have to call you right back. I'm so sorry. Yep. See ya. I can't. I can't miss this. I'm sorry, dude. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. All right, we're back. We're Had back. A rain delay. Sorry about that. No problem, man. I know you got All stuff right. going on. I appreciate you taking the call and us doing this, man. Oh. I enjoy it good it's good man all right you've had more time to think about it because i've been on the phone since we got off the phone so I'm yeah to hear your response oh or thoughts or <laughs> okay <laughs> i was like i was like oh shoot what was my response <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no but i did write down some another question and <clears throat> so referring to wednesday night's text back and forth after our small group one of the things that you brought up was just like um, accountability and even last podcast you mentioned wanting to talk about that um so i figured we could use the the second half of this uh this time talking about accountability and um just like some of the negatives of like online church versus like in person and, and having that community yeah well uh man i will i will just I'll jump in with both feet right here. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the address, but uh, people are familiar with the verse for in Proverbs where it talks about iron sharpens iron, so another man sharpens another. And to me, that's such a beautiful picture of what accountability is supposed to look like. And just using the illustration of a blacksmith, if you've ever taken the time to watch a blacksmith take a piece of steel and turn it into a knife or a sword um is uh is just it's just awesome to see what they can turn just yeah. a dull piece of steel into and into this beautiful piece functioning you know uh, instrument and to me uh when you look at the process a blacksmith has to go through it's 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 uh it's tough on the steel because he has to heat that thing up red hot and then he takes a hammer to it and he beats on it and then he heats it up some more and he mm-hmm. beats on it and then he grinds on it and it's uh it's such a crazy process at the end of it though he has this beautiful piece of artwork this steel that he's created that's functional that has a sharp edge and to me when i think of accountability i think the beginning stages of it uh, when, when two people step into that or uh, a group of people step into that accountability, it's going to be painful at first. Mm-hmm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be uncomfortable uh, with the heat, you know, uh, just using that illustration as the, uh, of the blacksmith. It's, it's, it's going it's to be painful at times. It's going to be rewarding because at the end of it, you're going to have this beautiful piece of art, this beautiful relationship with Jesus that he set this standard and we're, there's a group of us that are saying, he, that's who we're living for. That's our standard and that's what we're pushing um, each other for, to go deeper, to encounter him and have this relationship. But even with that beautiful piece of steel 
as it's used, it has to be taken back to the, the sharpening stone to, to get the edge back. And so it, it's not like we reach a point in time or a definitive moment in our Christian walk and accountability stops. There's always a sharpening process that we're gonna to need to go through. But the beginning process is tough. And, but if we can get through that beginning process, it's a, it's a beautiful relationship because it's centered in Jesus and the life that, uh, that he's called us to live and enable us to live. And it's such a beautiful picture of what Christ wants. And if we're willing to do that, and I've only had, I mean, probably the greatest accountability I've ever had for the longest amount of time was with uh, Mike Sanchez. You know, he and I did ministry side by side for 12, 13, 14 years. Yeah. And, uh, and man, you talk about two guys that would, we would get so bad at one another because <laughs> because of how not how hard we were but how honest and raw we were with one another about just the things that were we weren't giving up and surrendering to God mm-hmm. and and the things that we were just sidestepping that we didn't want to deal with and but it was a beautiful thing because it it, it grew us up in Christ and it got to where we could have tough conversations with one another and it not be so painful yeah. There's another proverb that says, uh, it talks about, oh man, I'm forgetting it. That last one was Proverbs 27, 17, just for those listening. Okay. Uh, and then the other proverb I'm thinking of is, um, um, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but something about a kiss is better than a kiss from your enemy. Something along those lines. Because, uh, yeah, Proverbs and, and 27, I think, 6, I think. What is that? Uh, let's see. Let me go to Bible Gate. Bible Gateway. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Proverbs twenty-seven yeah. six. Whew, man, does that just not shake you up a little bit, man? Yeah. You know, people tell us what they want us, what what they what they think we want to hear. They want to build us up in a way that's false deceptive they don't want to be honest and and shoot us straight and say man hey there's an area of your life that you are living for yourself in and if, if, if you're wondering why you're not having breakthrough maybe that's 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 the blocker in your life you know wouldn't you rather have a faithful friend that would speak to you in that manner rather than somebody who who poses as a friend to you that just wants to try to build you up in a false manner oh man Give me true accountability all day long, no matter how painful it is, no, no matter how much it, it, it might take a, you know, it hit, it hit me in the gut or hit me in the pride, knock me down, you know, knock that pride down. Help me, help yeah. me become a humble man who wants to draw near to the Lord. Yeah, man. Yeah, That's it's good a, stuff it's a, right there. Like, yeah. Come on, come on, Sean, get in this, buddy. <laughs> Just cut me off, or I'm gonna keep on talking. <laughs> Yeah, I was just gonna say, man, it's that it's that building of the character, right? Like a lot of times, we will and and just to give people insight to our conversation, we were talking about like how online church, online pastors, uh, we can we can tend to lean into them and and have the most influence on us, but we can also tend to like hide behind those influencers and. Um, and that causes us to to remove ourselves from being sharpened like you're saying and if we don't have that one-on-one accountability 
with our brothers in the church that we're going to in the community that we're pouring into then where's your character being built up at you know what i mean like who who's the one speaking into you who's the one speaking truth into you because at that point you pick and choose like what truths you want and then um it's a dangerous game to play yeah there's nothing that can take the place of the body of you know being connected uh with the body of christ uh, i had said this uh, i might have said this in our wednesday night discussion but uh, a person who tells me that you know they're they've been out of church because life's been busier you know they just haven't made a priority but they're close and they say they're close to god i challenge them a little bit because if if, if jesus is the head and we are the body but you're not connected to the body how close can you really be to the head then right and and uh so i challenged them with i challenged them with that and i've thought i've been thinking about that the last couple of weeks is like you know what that there's a closeness that you can't achieve right with christ outside the body of christ there's and and uh, that you can try you can't achieve it on your own you can have an intimate relationship with jesus sure no doubt about it but there's a depth and there's a power that that works through the body of christ that you're going to miss out on if you choose to separate yourself from the rest of the church yeah and, and how uh, else how else do you fulfill the law of christ yeah, I mean, going off Galatians 6 too, carrying one another's burdens uh, in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Christ. Like, how do you fulfill that? Yeah. You know what I mean, if you're not in a church. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, very self-serving gospel that you're, you're living then, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a needs-driven gospel, I guess you could say, because it's just, you know, you, yourself, and uh, you're adding adding Jesus where you need him, right? And uh, yeah, man, it's it's a tough spot to live in, you know. And and uh, and I get, you know, just if, for people who who might listen to this, you know, the church has hurt a lot of people over the years, and mm-hmm. but Jesus Jesus hasn't hurt you. Uh, in fact, he did quite the opposite. He gave himself completely for for each and every one of us, but. We have flaws and we, we have uh, uh, self-centered, you know, self-centeredness that we deal with. And, and, and in that, we, we, can, uh, we can hurt people along the way and, and turn them away from the church or cause right. them not to want to be, yeah, just simply turn them away from the church. And, and man, I just, I want people to know that it wasn't Jesus that hurt them, you know. Right. Uh, uh, that, was, uh, that was just a flawed person. And. And just as Christ has shown mercy to you, to me, in the same way, we need to be willing to show that same mercy, right, uh, to those in, in the body. Yeah, that's good. For sure. I got one last question, then we can close her down. Um, so, uh, this one is uh, it's something that me and Kim have kind of gone back and forth talking about, and it's like, what does a country club Christian church look like, and why is it bad? <laughs> I knew I'd get something out of you on this one. Oh gosh! Oh man, where do I start? Uh, <laughs> it might be our own. We might need to do another episode just for this, right? Yeah, I mean because <laughs> I mean when you look at a country club, it, it's all about meeting people's 
needs and you know their wants not needs it's all about meeting their wants mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like yeah. when you think of a, a what a country club is well it's it's something that you're a member of and there's uh there's all and the reason you're a member to it is because there's these perks that mm-hmm. that feed you and they don't benefit anyone else they're for you right and uh uh, so country club Christianity and in that sense, um, just from that point of view, because there's, there's other point of views you could, you could, other ways you could illustrate it. But from that point of view, uh, country club Christianity can look a lot or church can look a lot like, um, a needs driven, uh, a church that's, that's, uh, consumer driven. Uh, it's like, Hey, we need to make sure we have these products in place because, these are the people uh, that uh, these are what the people need. It's kind of like uh, there's a high just a high emphasis on like say children's ministry and mm-hmm. worship uh, and uh, things like that. And those things are important, but that shouldn't be what drives the church, right? right. It should be the gospel that drives the church. It should be encountering Jesus. That drive the church. That drives the church, and not to say that churches that have children's ministries and so on don't don't make that the focus. But man, we we've, we've made it really really convenient uh, for Christians to come and go without a, that out that accountability. Um, uh, in order to be a member of a country club, there's very little that you have to do other than pay your dues. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there's not much that's required of you. And when, you know, and I, and I see that in the body of Christ, you know, I've been a Christian for 19 years and the saying has always been that 20% of the church is 80% of the work. And, you know, out of those 20% of the people, are they doing that work because they've encountered Christ and they're compelled, you know, by, by the love they have for him. Right. Um, I'm hoping that's the case, but like, we don't put, we, 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 oh man, I'm I'm still I'm searching for my words here. It's it just comes yeah, again I mean, like we to go into just to add on to you, man, and not to like mm-hmm. sound like a a, a clinging uh, a dinging gong, whatever you want to call it, but like Galatians six mm-hmm. two, I feel like is even more relevant here too. When you <clears throat> when you look at a country uh, club Christian church, uh, the mass majority are getting served but like where is it the like that the individual is serving others uh-huh. yeah. and how how are they carrying one another's burdens when uh, they're getting all their their wants met and not yeah. you know what i mean and not looking that's out good. for their their yeah. brother or sister i, I mean know. that's why churches have to hire people and mm. pay them yeah Come on. <laughs> yeah. We started making, we started paying people to do what the church is meant to do. Right. And I'm not saying having a staff at a church is a bad thing, but it's like there's a line there that has to be drawn to where, you know what, this isn't just a responsibility of a, a paid position. It's a calling, you know? And a person, if a person's called, you know, by God, which I believe every Christian, the moment they say yes to Jesus, they are called by God, then that means that we each have a responsibility in sharing that burden you're talking about. And man, we just want to pay someone to do it. <laughs> oh man. It's like, 
uh, I'm not gonna go there. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, let's uh let's wind her down. I gotta head back yeah. to work. You wanna pray us out, brother? Yeah, let's do it, man. I enjoy this, Sean. Appreciate it. Yeah, really too. do. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love and grace, and and uh, we don't have all the answers. We're certainly not living it out in a perfect way ourselves, Lord, but we do have a desire to, to want to love you more and understand you more and to become selfless just as you are selfless, Jesus. Um, if there's anything that I could pray for us and the list and people who are listening is that we would become selfless, that uh, uh, we would uh, we'd be mindful of the, of the needs of others around us and the way that you've blessed us with our gifts, our talents, and our time to be able to meet those needs, God, and that we wouldn't look at those needs as something that is uh, minor, but, um, or that, or, or just pass by them, you know, as something else, someone else will come along and take care of that, God. Mm. Um, often we pray, Lord, for opportunities, and you put them right in front of us if we pass them by because we believe somebody else is better equipped to do it, Lord, or uh, we don't have the resources to do it. But God, you put them in our path for a reason, so help us to be obedient. Um, remind us, you know, to be obedient. Uh, we know that we're supposed to, but just, we need that reminder, God. We need that touch from you, Lord, uh, to, to keep pushing us in the right direction so that the world will lose its grip and uh, we would have a firm grip that our life would be so much found in you that the devil would have to come through you to see us, God. So mm. we love you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for the words that you have left us through your scripture and we thank you for your spirit that lives in us that empowers us to live a life that honors and glorifies you in jesus name we pray amen amen love you brother love you man see ya see ya